0: guys who kept on going. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, this week's tour portion is so important because it reminds us to have the faith of Abraham, right? But is that all he had? See, you hear people today say, oh, I need to have his faith, right? But what does the scripture tell us? Faith without works is... So what does that mean? That confuses people. Because you'll hear all that honey is faith, but wait, faith without works is dead. See, when God spoke to Abraham, he said, leave your father's land and go to the place that I will tell you. I will make your name great, your people will be great. I'm paraphrasing, but you get the idea, right? If all Abraham said, what's up? I got the faith. That sounds good, God. We're all, we're all set. Yep. What would have happened? He would still be with his living with his dad today, right? Kind of like it is now, right? In the basement of the house. It is getting a little warm in here. Can we give a little air, please? I think the messes is going to get hotter too, so they want to cool down some. Right? You know, we, we, we have to do our part. It's not just enough to say, yes, by faith I accept it. But it's by faith that we do it. See, when God tells us to do something, we need to do it. When God told us to open this congregation, if we just said, yes, Lord, all right and didn't do anything about it, what would have happened? You wouldn't be here, right? We need to listen to the Lord because that's what makes things happen. When God called us to be a congregation, we immediately started looking. We shouldn't have. If you look at statistics and how things are done, you start with a little home group, and you you go from there. And after a couple of years, maybe you can get things happening. Gary, can we turn the air on, please? On. on, yes. When we, you know, things start happening, right? And hopefully, one day, maybe you'll have a place of your own, right? That's how most congregations and churches start. That's not how we started. We knew the Lord put it on our hearts to start the congregation. And with three other families, we started. Now, I'm going to be honest with you on this one. This was round number two for us. See, so this is how the Lord told us to start the congregation in Macon as well. Just open the door, do a concert, have a Shabbat service, and tell them to come back next week. Who would have thought that would have worked, right? To give you an idea, when we started the making congregation, we put you know some flyers around town, people were talking about it. We didn't know what to expect. A church was gracious enough to let us use their place, their facility. We opened the door. The first service we had, over a hundred and fifty people showed up. First service.
1: They didn't know us from Adam,
0: except we had belly buttons. (laughs) Some of y'all will figure that one out in a little bit, right? And we did our service. We had a little concert and said, see you next month. Next month rolled about. We still had about 100 people show up. We did another next month. Still had about 100 people show up. You know what we said? I think we need to go every week even if we only had 20 people show up, right? So we decided, okay, we're going to do this every week. And about 100 people showed up. And that's how God started that congregation down there. Not only did he start that one, he started another one off of that one. And both of them are doing great. Both have their own building. And God is moving. We helped plant both of those congregations. And then we felt a calling to start one here in Atlanta. And we did the same thing. And about 100 people showed up. And that's how the congregation started. By faith and works. Then the Lord put it on our heart that we would have our own buildings. You know, there have been congregations that have been around for over 25 years and they're still meeting in rented facilities. Here comes this up and coming, no, no, no name, nobody knows us congregation. And the Lord's telling us, start looking for a building. We didn't have any credit. We did have the kitchen sink. When you're done with the service, you need to go downstairs, look in the kitchen, look at that that kitchen sink that we still have. We probably can never get rid of it. It was the first item we bought for the congregation. We didn't even have the building yet. We didn't even know we were going to need a kitchen sink, except God told us you need a kitchen sink. bought that kitchen sink, stainless steel kitchen sink, for $100. We'll never forget that. We started looking around for buildings, started talking to the banks, and you know the banks just love churches, right? Go to a brand new go to a church a bank and say, Hey, I want to open up I want you to give us a loan. They're like, How many years have you been around? Oh, about six months. How many people do you have? Well, we got about thirty families. Well they said when you get to about three hundred families, let us know. When you've been around for five years, we'll consider you. But we kept looking. And God opened the doors for us. This was not our first building we looked at. It was the first building that everyone agreed upon, though. I can tell you that whole story, but I'm not going to. But what was amazing, when we came and looked at this building, we immediately knew this was it. And then when we went and met with the leaders of the Church of God, we told them, look, we have little to no money, but the Lord's telling us this is our building. Bishop Gunter, I'll never forget him, after we, met, after we finished meeting, but by, by the way, see how God ordains? He, he was over the Church of God. He took care of this. He had a love for Israel. Matter of fact, he had his own talit and shofar already. It's in his office. Very proud of it. He walked into Bishop Walker's office and said, they're supposed to have this building. And Bishop Walker looked and he said, that's what you think, make it happen. See, that's walking by faith and works. He then came and told us, you go tell these banks that you, the church of God is going to back your loan 100%. By the way, they don't do that for their own churches. And he said, and if that still doesn't work, we have a church up in Cleveland and they will loan you the money. We went back to all the banks, thinking, hi, hey, man, we're in. We said, man, the church, got guy's back in our line. They don't care. Still said no. We contacted the church, the bank up in Cleveland. And they said, we've been waiting for your call. What do you need? fact, when they sent us down the first application? It wasn't for a commercial building, which is what this is considered. They sent us down a residential application. We called them up and Judy said, you know, this isn't the right one. He goes, just fill it out. It doesn't matter. And they gave us the loan. Not only did the church of God give us the air, you know, we just had a call for the air. When we started doing our inspection on the building, the AC units were in good shape. They gave us $15,000 to replace the AC units. And then on top of that, they gave us a church that was going to rent from us. And not only did the church pay us money, the church of God gave us money on top of that. Because we worked not just by faith, but work. And we were able to, I wish we could show you pictures of how this place used to look. They didn't have nice, comfortable chairs. They had those old, wooden pews. Remember, those things are comfortable, aren't they? Come on, you slide down and get that splinter. Right? You know how it is, right? I never forget coming here, there was a, a... Hispanic Church before us here. They had uh, outgrown the building, and uh, we still have it in the back. If you want to see it, it's the old uh, baptismal pool right here. Was it? It had lovely stone coming out to make it look like you know it was supposed to be like a a pond. And a beautiful mural is on that back wall. It was a picture of water going. Flowing. It looked like it was supposed to be flowing right into the pool. The pastor was so proud of that. Oh man, when he showed, he, that was his pride and joy. I didn't want to tell him, first thing's coming out. <laughs> We're covering up the wall, <laughs> right? This part of the, the stage was inverted the other way. We took it out, made that. <clears throat> and God gave us the opportunity. God even negotiated the price of the building for us. If you know me, I love to negotiate. And God wouldn't even let me do that. See, God had given us a price that we were supposed to pay. And when I went and met with the gentleman, their price was a little higher. I said, I can handle that. I can negotiate this down. And then when we went to finally meet for the final price... The building had appraised for like 750000 That's what they were going to charge us. He said, but we're going to do it for 675000 The exact number the Lord told me. Now, I had a choice. If you know anything about real estate and negotiations, you never take the first option, right? But if that's the number the Lord gave you, what do you do? You take it. I put my hand out and shook his hand. Because I'm not going to be able to out-negotiate God. I know that already. See, we stepped out on faith, and through our works, God blessed it. And even during the hard times, our congregation continued to flourish. God continued to bless the work we're doing bringing in new people. Did we go through some hard times? We had some bumps in the road. Some good learning experiences. But that's what made us who we are. In '08 and through '010, when everyone was hurting and congregations were closing down, we put in new carpet. Because we had been prepared. When the banks tried to renegotiate our contract, guess what? We were prepared. When our loan got sold to basically a collection firm, that's what they did. They got the bad loans from the bank. You know, there's companies that will buy up bad loans. Now, we weren't a bad loan. We were the cream of the crop. We were the reason, you know, to, when, when banks do that, when they say they have to give some of the good so that they don't get all the bad, right? We were the good. Matter of fact, the group that bought our loan, they normally, once it matures, you've got to find a new, new lender. And at that time, banks still weren't really lending to churches. And they said, don't worry about it. They they treated us fair, they didn't, you know, they, they gave us a great rate, and we were able to do it. But the guy told me, and by the way, we got to witness to the gentleman who was, a Jew, the, the our broker was Jewish. Not a believer, we witnessed to him and shared, and he, he loved us. When our loan came due the second time, he said, they're not going to do it again, they don't, he goes... They don't normally do it the first time. He gave us enough notice, and then guess what? God opened the door. I had just started flipping houses. I ended up selling a house to a guy who was, unbeknownst to me at the time, the president of a local bank. And we're sitting at the closing table, and he was a, a deacon at his church, and we got to talking, and I kind of told him the story of, what happened here? When we were done with it, he took a card out. He said, I want you to call this guy tomorrow. We're doing your loan. See, that's how God works. We've been able to pay down on this building because God had, we've been faithful to God and he has been faithful to us. That's that walk. See, it's not just enough to say, by faith, I'm going to do something. You got to do the works. That's what Abraham showed us. And you know what? It showed even more through his offspring. Because as we read about the sacrifice of Isaac, now it's getting a little cold up here. I feel like, no, just turn mine off. You guys might be good. Just turn the one for up here off. It's in, that's in the back. Is it cold now up there back there too? Yeah, turn, bring it down on both of them, up and back. Welcome to this time of year. Where was I? Before I got cold, right? You know, look at Isaac. Isaac had enough. Had the, the faith that went from his father went to him. When he walked on that journey and he asked his dad, I see the wood and the knife, but where's the lamb? And Abraham, knowing what the answer was, said, God will provide. And he said that they built the altar and he took his son and placed him on top of of the altar. His son was not stupid, people. He knew exactly what was going on. And yet, never doubted his father. And even when his father took his hand up in the air with that knife, he knew that God was in control. See, Abraham had to walk the walk. It's not, you know, there's a lot of people that talk to talk, but don't walk the walk, don't they? We used to call it in the 70s, shucking and jiving, remember that? Shuck and jive. Come on. Bell-bottom pants, come on. Right? You could talk it up, but man, what was your walk like? See, our walk has to be of God. And when it's like that 24-7, people take notice. Why, as we continue to read and we see the story of Exodus, when the Israelites started going to these different cities, people already heard what God was doing, right? They were walking by faith, but yet they were doing their work. They were doing what they were supposed to do. People didn't fear the Israelites. Who did they fear? God. You need to make sure your walk is reflecting God. What you do, what you say, how you act needs to show the world that God's in control. That's what Abraham did. Abraham showed the world that his God reigns. He showed the world that if his God said, go there, he was ready to go. He wasn't going to question him. He was going to do it. You know, Moses liked to question God, didn't he? Lord, do you really want me to do that? But that same Moses who questioned God also stood up for the Israelites when, they, when we messed up. And we messed up a lot, didn't we? And we aggravated Moses. Moses was ready to give up on us. Do you blame him? Man, can you imagine if all y'all start kvetching? That's Yiddish for complaining. Moses, the sand is too hot. Moses, the sand is too cold. Moses, 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 right? Why didn't you say this, Moses? Why didn't you say that, Moses? But his walk, his faith is what got him through it. And that's what gets us through things. Everyone always says they want to have the faith of Abraham. I want the faith of Isaac. Abraham knew he was coming down the mountain. Isaac didn't. But he learned that from his father. We need to teach this next generation. You know what? In two weeks, the next generation is going to teach us. And if they weren't prepared then we didn't do our job. The Josephs are standing up. They're ready to do their part. That says a lot. We need to continue to move forward. We can't worry about the past. We need to worry about the future. This coming up week's gonna be an interesting week. I hope you voted. If you haven't voted, you better vote. Again, I don't care who you're voting for as long as they line up with God. You make sure that your vote's lining up with God. How does that person line up with the scripture? How do they line up with their love for Israel? What have they done? Because we can you know what? This is unusual one. You Both of them have been in office. You can compare what both have done. Amen. But you know what? God's not going to wake up Tuesday morning and go, He won? <laughs> the world is not going to come to an end if either one of them win. Right. Our life will go on. We just need to make sure we have that faith and that walk to do what God is calling us to do. Because when we can walk in His glory, it doesn't matter who's in charge. We need to do our part. You know, the Supreme Court has just changed. How many of y'all realize that? that is a ama- something that is amazing could you imagine just think about this if someone else had won and they didn't put in people that followed the constitution as a as a as a document that stands on its own. In other words, that doesn't change. You don't modify it. We would have had three new Supreme Court justices and it could have gone the other way. I do believe that that's a very important thing that's happened. Jerusalem is the recognized capital of Israel. That is an amazing thing that's happened. Arab nation, another Arab nation this past week, recognized Israel. This is an amazing time. We are seeing things happen that we've never, people have have said it in the past, Republicans and Democrats alike, when I am elected president, I'm going to do that, and they never did it, did they? (laughs) No. But we now have a president who did that and who's standing for Israel and us. We need to keep it in prayer. And we pray that God will continue to bless this nation. It's not enough just by faith. We've got to walk that walk. If you haven't voted yet, Tuesday's your day. I'm, doing, I'm waiting until Tuesday. First of all, where I vote, there's usually no lines. If I had to go vote early, I had to wait in lines. So I figured i will just wait. <laughs> but we're going to see something happen. And we need to be ready. We need to be praying for this nation. And it doesn't matter who wins the election. Guess what? Come January when we bring in a new president, our prayer as we start our service will be the same. Lord, we pray for our president that he, in Congress that they continue to seek your will. Because when you do that, God changes things. Even our president now has said he's more religious now than he was before. And God, people have been praying for him. So I want to encourage you in closing. Let your walk show your faith. And let people see God in all that you do. Because that's how we bring them into the kingdom. I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. Abba, Father, we just come before you right now. Lord, we just seek your face in all that we do. Lord, I pray for our nation. Lord, we know that your will will be done. And, Lord, we lift up Rene Jr. to you again. Lord, be with him. Heal his body. Lord, let the doctors see your work in him. Lord, we ask you just to lift up the Yako family. Lord, be there and comfort them. Lord, we aren't able to be there because of this virus. But, Lord, you are with them. You are their rock and their shield. Lord, be with the doctors. Let me ask this in your son, you to his name. And everyone said, amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand. Amen. Amen. Yes. Before pictures. Uh Uh-oh. Oh yeah, I forgot about the steeple that was on top. <laughs> that was fun to take down. This is the side right over here. Wow. All, we used to be able to see next door. Yeah. I forgot that. Wow. Yeah. All that has grown up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gravel we didn't have a driveway. We didn't have a parking lot over there. Oh, yeah. Yep, there it is. Think it changed a little? Yeah. Oh yeah, we added the booth too. Those lovely wood benches. Uh oh. Green, lovely green with red carpeting. It was beautiful. It was every, des- every designer's nightmare. That was the foyer. Looks a little different now that Rabbi Rene has done his work. And Otis, and who else helped you? That's the Fellowship Hall. Keep on that picture a second. I want you to go down to the Fellowship Hall because you're going to notice now there's no railing, right? All those boxes are gone. All that was taken off. All the new lighting. Looked a little different, huh? <laughs> That's the first classroom. And remember all the classrooms had one blue wall. Yes. Accent wall. That was the kitchen when we when we started. Wait till you see the oven was from the 1950s, so you can see how it was, and now how it is. So we've been very blessed. Amen. I I do want to give you an update. um,